0: Jeez. Recorded live. A one-two, a one-two. Guard your girl Boxing
1: year in recap 2015. Where have you gone? We welcome in a new year, 2016 approaches us. And we're just going to recap everything that took place in 2015. This is Coltrane. Got my man, R.O.D. rada Roberto Flack. My partner's in
0: crime. What's good? What's cracking, my dudes? Yo, yo, yo. Y'all out there?
2: Yo, yo. What's good? What's going on, man? Well, we it's a beautiful are day in the Hell. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah, yo oh, 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 yo, yeah. man. Bye, Chip. <laughs> you know, it's like, yo, yo, listen, cuz, it's like we won the Super Bowl. Like, people was high-fiving each it, other. It, it,
0: yo, it was crazy. crazy.
2: I was happy for y'all, trust me. <laughs> it was like, you know, it was like, it was like the Death Star landed here, right?
0: <laughs> and, you know, the first,
1: you know, the Republic came and, you know, uh, and the Sith led by the lead Sith, Chip Kelly. Like took us under siege, man, and you know, yeah, the first responders came and you know wiped him out, man. Good for Jeffrey Lurie and you know, good for the city, man. So we can move on. And the only bad part about it is he crippled the franchise,
2: and gave away all our <laughs> <that> talent. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. Now.
1: But this is a this is a this is a boxing show. We don't want to bore people with football. Just a little little something we had to get off our chest to get things started, man. Twenty fifteen, man came and went.
2: Yeah, man, can you believe that?
1: <laughs> it's kind of crazy, ain't it?
2: <laughs> I mean, I think the 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 story. I mean, there, there's a few stories. I mean, one major one, but I mean, I think this year, man. I mean, I I think that the the tagline for 2015, man, has just been like the influx of boxing has been like on um on a level we haven't seen in quite a long time, man. So it's uh. It was quite a year. <laughs> All mm-hmm. right. A very eventful year, um, no doubt. A lot of fights materialized and uh you know. Well let, let, let's we, go we're, back we're real, let's go back down
1: memory lane real quick because just a year ago you and I was doing a year in show and Rigendah was fighting, I believe, on New Year's Eve, right? Was that Yep, the day he was yep. fighting or the day before I couldn't remember the exact day.
2: It was New Year's yeah. Eve, yeah. You know, you and
1: I was talking about Rick you know, hopefully signing with a major promotional company and finally getting his just due, and here we are a year later and nothing has changed in that respect. We also sat there and talked about would this finally be the year, because remember this was 2014 going into 2015. We All also right, talked right. about would this finally be, be the year that Pacquiao
2: and Mayweather fight, right. and voila.
1: <laughs> Yeah,
2: it happened. <laughs> it happened. Yeah, man. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, like you said, man. I mean, it was just very eventful year. Fights happened that, uh, well, at least in in, in the sense of one calendar year in boxing, man. I mean, we got two quote unquote super fights, you know, with Cotto Canelo and and, and um, you know, obviously Mayweather Pacquiao. But yeah, it is it is crazy how much like a a year can really um, uh, you know really I I guess open the doors for the following year. But you know, like I said before, man. I mean, I think with the whole PBC and 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 how much boxing we've been getting, you know, on a regular basis, man. I mean, we've been spoiled, (laughs) you know, so so to speak, man. I mean, there's I think I think we can count on like two hands barely. How many weeks there were where we didn't have any boxing at all? I mean, it, it, I think there's even some boxing tonight. <laughs> no, um, no, it as is.
1: Far as, it is. Uh, in Beckham, I, no, it I don't is. know. It's some
2: Philadelphia
1: uh, fighters fighting tonight in Bethlehem, oh, wow. PA. Right. It's a big card going on tonight. Um, so, but yeah, but to your point, and I see R.O.D. just joined us. What up? We what up, Radada? You know. um we basically, we're basically, we just kind of went back to 2014, New Year's Eve, around this time, me and Roberto uh, uh, was talking about Rigendahl He was fighting on New Year's Eve over in China or Japan. I forget, somewhere in, in, in Asia. Yeah, in Japan, right. In Japan. And um, we thought this would be his breakout year, and obviously here we are a year later talking about the same thing we talked about a year before, you know, what would be next for Uh We also discussed the possibility of Mayweather Pacquiao happening.
0: And we all know what happened
1: with that, you know. So, I mean, we, you know, it, the year went by so quick, but like Roberto said, just to kind of bring up the speed, ROD, you know, granted, it might not have been the best fights that people wanted to see, but we got a lot of boxing this year, like throughout the throughout this year, throughout this calendar. You want to elaborate on any of that, like far as the year went, as far as boxing goes? Yeah, in and, and totality, man, we had, um, we did have, like, I think, what happened was PBC lended to a lot of activity that we were able to have, you know, in terms of fights. Um, you know, it may not have been, the, like, the quality of fights that we had may not have been, the outcome may not have been how we liked it. The scrap might not have been how we liked it, but the activity was there. And I think that that was good because there was a year or there were times, man, where it was like, a, like it was like just like famine, you know, when it came to boxing. And now... We kind of came to a feast. And you know what? To be honest, it, it was partly because of um, what Al Heyman did with the PBC card. I mean, whether people want to disagree or agree, you know, you you end with the Peter Kuhlen fight. But I remember as early as, you know, like Danny Garcia and those guys fighting in the, in the beginning, you know. So, you know, that led to a lot of activity this year. And obviously we had our major cards, Canelo Cotto, Pacquiao Floyd, the Triple G, you know, thing. So, you know, that kinda helped us out as well. So in terms of the events. But activity wise, we I'm pretty much, you know, that's what we faced this year. We had a we had a great year in terms of activity with boxing.
0: Oh, I I I agree with you. Uh, very well, very well stated, R O D. Um
1: so just to kind of you know, uh let the people know what we're doing tonight, um we got an action packed show tonight. And we want to first and foremost thank everybody out there that's, you know, been supporting us, uh, Guard Your Grow Boxing. Um we've been blessed, you know, to have an addition to our family, Roberto Flat, you know, um, holding us down. So, um we're just appreciative. We you know, we do what we like to do, what we love to do and have talk about the sweet science of boxing with you guys. And, again, I just want to thank everybody for supporting us. Um, so we're going to recap 2015. Um, it's going to be a fun, um, at the same time, informative show. Um, we've got a few different categories we're going to touch upon, um, you know, as far as, like, you know, what was our best uh, prospect, you know, knockout out of the year, fighter of the year, things of that nature we're going to touch upon. Um, but before we get into that, um, I did want to touch upon, you know, everybody know, Guard Your Girl Boxing is a is a uh, a, a mash a mi- mash show mix up of hip hop and boxing. Um, it kind of go hand in hand with us, and I just wanted to, you know, um, co- collaborate with my brothers here and get their opinions or their take on, you know, what was their best album of the year, their hip hop album. We had a lot of albums be released this year, a lot of mixtapes. So it's not really albums like it used to be. And I just want to get their take on you know what they got well, it's not CDs anymore. What they got downloaded on their uh, on their phone—that's <laughs> where everybody downloads their music at now. Uh, you know, on uh, their music player app, or whatever you got there in your in your phone. So I mean, what's good, my dudes? What what what, what, what was the head of, head and shoulders
0: above everything else album of the year? If you have to pick just one. Well, let me say this real fast. You know, Roberto has is dealing with a loaded deck because this is something he deals with, you know, mm-hmm. as well no
1: as he's doing his heart. art. Um, but see hey, I I just sum it up like this real fast. Give me give me my minute. Um, <laughs> you know, we were all waiting for, uh, you know, our, our buddy um, Kendrick Lamar's third third album. You know, which the first one to me was was great, almost like a trial call quest type of vibe. And the third one, you know, to, you know, the Pimple Butterfly didn't disappoint either. But it's so crazy because what I also downloaded, which was good, were three more, which I also could be in that mix. And that was like the Games double CD, um, as well as uh, the Pusha a T album. And, you know, an artist that people don't, you know, haven't heard of, but, you know, that Freddie Gibbs album, wasn't as bad either, but if I had to choose one of them out of everyone, it would be the Pimp a Butterfly, and it's one of those albums where it's like, you know, I look at albums when I think of classics, when I think of album of the year, you know, obviously it's done well against his his peers, but can you bottle it up and send it, you know, over the river, through the woods, and, you know, ocean, and somebody else would be able to appreciate it, and I think the, the Pimp the Butterfly album has that type of feel to it. That's just my opinion. I mean, I do like the Game album. It's in my car now. I do love the Pusha T album. I do love the um, Freddie Gibbs album. Um, but
0: you know that that and that push that uh to Pink the Butterfly w- w- would be the one for me. Okay, very well stated, my dude, and diplomatically put.
2: How? What about you, uh, Roberto? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm on the same boat. I mean, and let me let me just couch this real quick for Roberto, and then let
1: you go. Roberto is, you know, he has many, you know, many trades that he does, but one of his passions is music, you know, and he DJs and he makes music. So I know this is kind of difficult to him to just give one, you know, being a person that kind of does it, you know, as his profession, so to speak. But go ahead, my dude.
2: No, yeah, it's. It, I mean, there were, there were a couple albums this year. Um, I mean, from J. Cole's album Man. to, I mean, yeah, even Game's album, yeah. you know, both of them. Um, you know, and the thing with me, too, is obviously, you know, a, a, a lot of times I, I look at the production side of things first. And with, with the, the Pimba Butterfly, I did that. And, like, from the beginning, just hearing the production from where Kendrick went for the album that had, um, you know, swimming pools and and, and those type of records that had a lot more radio appeal, like, this album went, like, really left field from what people would expect a, a sophomore album to be as far as, you know, when you think about uh, what Nas did with Illmatic, not not that I would compare Kendrick's first album like that, but when you think of like the route that he went for, it was written. It was a still a dope album for, for the the hip hop connoisseur, but you know it had a mainstream little touch to it, and you know that was obviously with the help of uh, Trackmasters, you know, um, you know, with helping with the production side of things. But with this album, man, like he really went against the grain as far as the production and then I don't know if you guys knew this but like Bilal like was one of the executive producers of the album and Bilal's done stuff with like The Roots. I never knew that. Like, I didn't know Jay that. Jay Dilla. He's on a lot of the records. Um, so when I heard the production in general I was like wow. He had like funk in there. I'm a, I mean I love like, like 70s funk and then they had um, kind of like an R&B swing with the these walls and then like you hear the concept of that record it's just like yo so the thing about these days man is like there's not a lot of albums that are really put together in a way where you could tell like like when Gangstar took like two, three, four years to put out a record it was for a reason because it's you know they took time to just put together a a body of work that made sense, and, like, you listen to this, it, it, you, you, going back and listening to just the content, I'm like, yo, like, it was real ballsy for him to make a record like that, and to me, man, like, it's no surprise that it's got, like, 11 Grammy nominations, or so, so, I think, I think that's how, how many it has, but, um, that's my album of the year, man, like, hands down, um, to the point where, like, I'm I'm still listening to it, you know, and that's, like, a sign that, you know, when the album came out with, like, in March, right? So, I mean, the rotation is there, man. It's just, it's a very sonically well-done album. Um, I love the production, and it, 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 I think, that to me, it just stands overall, the album. The J. Cole album, to me, is, like, a, a close
0: second. Okay. All right. Well, there we have it, man. Um, you know, um,
1: a lot of great albums out there. Like, Rada Dodds had, man. It was funny. Mine was a late hurdle, last hurdle. And and I'm not going to get into too much because, like, you guys all, bro, we, a lot of us, we, you know, we got kind of the same taste and we all enjoy most of the same type of albums. But I'm going to throw a Pusha T's uh, late, late, late fourth quarter run which I'm really enjoying. Um it's uh great production. Timbalands all over the album. Kanye's on there. Production is, is real good. And lyrically it's nice. So you know, so I'm I'm gonna go with Pusha T. Um there's only ten songs, um, in classic L P fashion. So I respect that. So but anyway, we got a lot of boxing to get into. Um you know a lot of things took place this year. Um one of the things and we talked about it you know, in the opening about the biggest story in 2015 for boxing. And, you know, um, I don't think we needed to set this up. We know what it is. Everybody know what it is. Not just in boxing, but it was the biggest story in all of sports. And that was Pacquiao versus Mayweather. You know, we talked about it last year coming into this year, the year before that. You know, we had our shows about this fight taking place. Um, granted, the hype didn't live up to, you know, what we thought it was, thought it would live up to, um, you know, um, that more, that attributes more to Mayweather probably than it does to Pacquiao, but it, I just want you guys to just real quick, just, you know, just a quick synopsis, and we can be brief about it, just to reflect on the Mayweather the whole the you know the biggest story of, of 2015 arguably in sports with Mayweather Pacquiao. You know what did what did it do for the sport do you think was a negative was it a positive? I just want to get you guys opinion on you know what you thought the impact had on the sport. Uh,
2: I mean I I think I, I think it's it's kind of both. You know I think it, it was neg- uh, positive and and negative in, in the sense of you know, you, you can't argue the fact that the fight made around, like, $500 million. So, like, it shows you still the, the, the that the pulse that the public has for boxing, for, for a fight that can be made at that level. You know what I mean? So, it's like, it goes, it still goes to show you that um, boxing's still a special type of sport where, you know, you can get people from just all walks of life just tuned in for, you know, an hour or whatever the telecast is, you know, to watch, you know, 36 minutes of, of boxing. But um, I, I, I think going into the fight, man, I mean, we were, we, we were all hyped, even though I think a lot of us, too, had in the back of our heads were like, this is five years later, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. And I think maybe that's what transpired in the fight. At the same time, um, you, I'm somebody that's saying, like, you can't really not Floyd too much because, I mean, we didn't really see much of a different Floyd, Pacquiao's different story than the whole shoulder situation. It kind of, it, it was, it, it, for the Mayweather fans, they loved it. I mean, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, I think for the general sports fans, I mean, I don't think there's people that are talking about that fight In a a way where, you know, they're going to be watching it years from now, you know. um, But that's not like a knock on Floyd as far as, you know, how the fight transpired. But I, I, I just think it didn't live to the hype of, like, a Leonard Hagler type of fight or, you know. Like, people were expecting, I guess, but maybe shouldn't have. But... I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, it's it, it just, we finally got it, you know, and, and that's what we got. Oh, <laughs> D.
0: You know, I mean, what were we expecting? I mean, you know, you know, it,
1: it's one of Tell those things, right of man. No, it's just, what were we expecting? You know, like, I think that, the media made this. It's a shame, man, how the media, like mm-hmm. Sleep said, makes it smoke and mirrors. So they think every fight is supposed to be like Tyson and Lewis or Tyson and Holyfield or, you know, you will to get a quick knockout like Tyson and Sphinx. Like, don't get your, you know, get your popcorn ready. Don't even stop. Don't go to the bathroom. Just pee on yourself because a knockout's going to happen. You're going to miss it. And what you guys wind up falling into, and you guys mean a lot of casual fans, you wind up falling into the power of the media. I think that all all of us knew. We've been trying to tell you that this fight was going to be pretty much an academic fight where Foy is not going to really engage him and let Pacquiao do what he does best. So, in terms of like disappointing, this fight wasn't disappointing to me. I mean, shoulder or not, if, if Pacquiao had two healthy shoulders, by the way, I watched that fight again, and he was throwing, like, some mean combinations in the beginning. But I'll leave that one alone. And um, Freddie Roach even went on record to say, like, yo, he lost. Like, there's been no way that he would have beat Floyd. Like, he lost. So, at the end of the day, everybody knew this going in. Like, everybody. And I just didn't understand, like, when, you know, round 12 came, it came a situation, oh, he's running, oh, he's this. Like, have you guys seen the other 48 fights? Like. Really, have you guys watched the other 48 fights? I mean, so to me, it wasn't really like a disappointment. I think that, you know, it's sort of like, you know, we, you know, it's sort of like, I, I'll, and I'll make, it, I'll make it brief after this. It's sort of like, you know, we crown this kid we like who may be, um, let's just say he's five four, and we make him our slam dunk champion. But then when he goes out and he tries to dunk, we well, you know what he can do. When he goes out and tries to dunk you know, he can't dunk, and you're just – I mean, like, you already know what was in for. You knew that this kid couldn't dunk. Why are you crowning him champion? And I think it's the same way here. Like, you guys crowned this the event of the decade. It was going to be this. It was going to be that. But you already knew who was involved in it. It was Floyd Mayweather who's was pretty much academic in what he did. So, to me, you know, are, I guess my question is going back. Are we talking about the disappointment of, of the year, or are we just talking about – you know, that, that particular event. No, 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 we didn't get to, we didn't, no. That was just, a, the only reason I brought it up because it was such an impactful moment, good or bad, for the sport. You know, this was, you know, they covered it on ESPN more than they covered the Super Bowl. You know, yeah, so. You know, it was, Yeah, and And, 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 I, and that's why I was only asking, like, you guys, I want to get you guys' personal opinion on the impact it had, you know, what did you did think? It, you know? Yeah, it, had, it was it was very impactful. I mean, it brought people together. It, it got it got views. It, it did everything. It just wasn't the outcome wasn't what everybody expected. You know, everybody went to the movie theater, and you always hear me say this: they want snakes on the plane, and they got Amadeus. <laughs> they got Amadeus. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they got, man. So that you know. There you oh, have it. They want They want to die hard. They want to die hard, and they got they got the notebook. They got the you know? notebook,
2: right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like all day. Oh, um, um, quick, just real quick, just let me just real quick give me one bar on this. Pacquiao Mayweather retiring,
0: good or bad for the sport? Good. I mean, good. You know, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Good. I, I mean, you know why? Why? why do
1: we need, you know, we, we were talking about a movie, no country for old men, you know, why do we continue need to see, you know, old people? And I'm not saying old, like in terms of age, but just the same old people do the same old things. Like we know academically what's going to happen. So just let the new crop of people come on, man. And, you know, you can, you can be on Instagram and, and, and do your thing and, you know, and whatever that is, you know, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, I'm okay with Pacquiao retiring. That's, what he needs to do. He was halfway into politics anyway, and you know, with with you know his relationship with the Lord, man. You know, I think that um, you know, he really needs to you know solidify that, man. I think that these guys should just should just go on and just allow people to you know uh, champion the sport, man. That um, you know, that could, that could really take it further.
0: All right. Well, well put. Um,
1: thanks, my dudes. I appreciate that and. There you have it, Mayweather, Pacquiao, we're ready to move on, we're ready to turn the page, nobody's bigger than the sport. I mean, you know, 15 years ago, just to conclude what my guys are saying, I, I could forward an article to everybody listening out there when people thought boxing was going to die when De La Hoya retired. And we all know what happened after that, Pacquiao, Mayweather came about. You know, so the sport never dies, it just continues to live on, and the same thing will happen 10 years from now. So we had a bunch of different categories we're going to get into um, to kind of recap uh, the year in. Um, my dudes, down, Roberto Flack broke down some different categories, and we're just going to kind of, you know, touch upon these categories and, you know, give a brief description why and, you know, just kind of move on to the next category from there. And before we wrap up the show tonight, uh, we're going to uh, finally give our – I know some people are asking – we're going to finally give out our pound-for-pound pound list on who we believe as guard to grow boxing, not some of these other, and no disrespect to the other media outlets and publications, but um, we're going to give our own pound-for-pound pound list. We're going to get into a couple of these different uh, uh, categories um, that we nominated uh, uh, fighters uh, for, uh, for 2015. Um, One of the categories I wanted to bring, we're going to touch upon in the first category is the upset, the biggest upset in 2015. Again, there's been a lot of boxing, so forgive us, folks, if we missed anything. Because there's so many fights that when I was going through, I was like, wow, there's a lot of boxing on this year. So there is a good chance that we may miss something, and that's okay. But um, we're just going to give our opinion, my dudes, ride or die, Roberto Flack, they're going to touch upon what they thought was the biggest upset in 2015, and they, and of course, qualify why they believe so. So I'll start with you, Roberto. Um, what's your, what's your,
2: what's your thoughts here, my dude? I mean, to me, it, it, it's kind of tough, you know. I mean, there, there were some fights where I was uh, going in, and, and I might have not picked the right winner, but it wasn't so much of like an upset, but uh, I mean, honestly, man, Tyson Fury beating Klitschko in the manner that he did, man, I mean, I think is is somewhat of an upset to me, because going into the fight, I mean, I didn't give Fury a chance, uh, based on how I thought Klitschko was going to fight, but um, how the fight went down, how dominant, even though, granted, it wasn't, uh, so much of an authoritative, um, uh, you know, uh, Tyson Fury who was on attack mode. I mean, he just fought, um, you know, his fight and managed to to beat Klitschko in a way that I don't think anybody's beaten him before, you know. And not only that, but you know, he kind of shakes up the division. So, to me, I'm kind of leaning towards that. You know, I mean, there's been, there, there, there's 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 been some close fights, man. But I mean, that's kind of the the one that to me sticks out as far as you know when we look at the landscape. Yeah, I mean that's a good one. I don't even think about. It. That's what I'm saying. It, it was so
1: many fights this year that um that could qualify in this category. You know what I mean? And then upset upsets can be subjective too because you have fights where somebody thought the guy had a chance, but you know, uh, the guy. Uh, then other most people, you know, the the vast majority thought that the X fighter X was going to lose to the to the favorite fighter Y. But that's right, a good one, right. Roberto. That's a good one. Um, ROD, what did you have in mind? Well, I have two. I mean, you know, the the, the one thing, you know, the, the obvious one is the the Tyson Fury one. You know, because again, we're talking about someone that was dominant for years. You know, years. You know, he had a crazy reign, and like <clears throat> so much dominant that. You know, I didn't even go home to watch the fight. I just said I watch it on replay. I know he's going to. You know, here's a here's no offense, but you know, Steve, who's a friend of the show, dropped, you know, um, Tyson Fury and gave him trouble. Even though Steve wanted to get knocked out, but you know, I'm like he, he should pretty much have his way with. Klitschko should pretty much have his way with it. But again can never play the game. This person beat this person, that person beat that. So this is what's supposed to happen. And it didn't happen that way. And, you know, I found out via text in the mall, you know, from Coltrane, you know, what happened. I just couldn't believe it. But <laughs> right,
0: but that right, wasn't,
1: right. you know, because I was going to come yeah. back. But really, to me, the upset of the year, to me, what you know, that we can talk about is um, Aaron Martinez over Devin Alexander. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, right. you know, That's it was, it was, it was funny it's funny because a lot. Yeah, it's funny because you look at it and you say to yourself, Wow, you know what? Here's you know, we talk about academic again, it's gonna be that key word, you know, that something should really happen. Because of this, this should happen. You know, Devin Alexander is more poised. Nope. That didn't happen. And you know, now we're talking about Devin Alexander, man, got one foot, you know, out of boxing, man. Like, you know, he's just basically, you know, getting beat by that type of competition, man. So you know, to me that was really shocking. I was like, "Really? Like, wow!" So that that would be my two. But the obvious one was Tyson Fury over over uh, Klitschko. I mean, it was the worst fight
0: ever. But the Aaron Martinez fight was really shocking. Right. Yeah, that 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 was uh, a
1: <laughs> that was uh, a pretty shocking fight. Uh, and let's not mention that he was robbed against Guerrero, too, but, you know, I'll leave that one alone. Right. I mean, he just, he was just like, listen, man, I'm not going to be denied this fight. Y'all got to forget that. I mean, there, there was, I mean, the thing about it is that it was a lot of fights out there that took place. Like, it's, it's, it's hard because we got to hit a lot of boxes this year. So, but I, I agree. Like, if, if I had to pick one, I probably would go with the Tyson Fury because only because Klitschko, they, you know, they've been dominant for so many long for so long, and I don't think a lot anybody really gave Tyson Fury a chance to beat uh, Klitschko. Um, another one was now I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Some of these could be subjective, but we had one recently in the heavyweight de- division. Where a lot of people was picking, he, you know, us included, we, you know, we picked Baba Jennings to beat Luis Ortiz. And we all know what happened there. Now, you could say it's an upset in the, in, the, in the respect that nobody thought that he would get knocked out the way he did. I mean, that was a pretty brutal fight the way it ended. But we had a lot of boxing and a lot to choose from, so... I guess for the sake of this discussion, to conclude it and move on to the next category, we'll go with the Klitschko and Tyson Fury one. So, you know, hit us up about it, dog. You know, if if anybody begs to differ, you know, we'll let it create some dialogue uh, about it. Um, Our next category we're going to move to is round of the year. You know, and what we mean by that category was. What was one of the best rounds that took place in the sport of boxing this year? Again, we had a lot of rounds, so there's a lot to choose from here, guys. So, you know, I don't know who want to go first at it, but you know, feel free. Yeah, um, you know, we could go with the Danny Jacobs Sergio Moore round one. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be a good one, but the obvious one, and All Roberto, right, he's he, he, he's our interpreter is the uh, Francis- uh, Francisco Vargas versus uh, Tashiki uh, Meliora. I- I- am I saying that right, Roberto? Takashi. Takashi. Meliora, round nine. You know, that mm. that was... And that was my first opportunity to get to see both of those. I mean, just the ebb and flows, and then, you know, what, what was happening in that fight, man. That That thing was... I can't even explain it, man. That was shocking to me. I think it was shocking to Golden Boy. It was shocking to everybody that saw that. So,
2: you know, you guys got to actually YouTube and go look that up. But that was mine. Yeah, I'm the same. I mean, that – I mean, it, it was that, and then, you know, you look at the Quillen Jacobs round. Where the, um, yeah. as that's long, where I, I thought going. That,
1: that's where, when Roddall was like, you know where I'm going, that's where I thought you guys were going. But
2: go ahead. But, but the, that, 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 that more round of the year?
1: Fight, go ahead. What, what did you say? So you you thought that I was going to say Quillen? Well, the only reason why I thought she was going to go there because that's his You know I like, when you do these type of things, it's <laughs> What's fresh is normally, you know, uh, the quickest response you kind of go to. You know what I mean? It's like a being a, what they call it being a prisoner of the moment. Right. Like, I'm not saying that that is, but that just I couldn't get that out of my mind. It's like the most recent horror movie that you saw. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. can't get that vision out of my mind.
2: Guard over, bro. my
0: bad. I'm sorry, I, I think I
2: think with with the with the Vargas uh, Miura fight, it was just, um. That, that round was kind of like a culmination of, like, the entire fight. So right. it's like we're, we're in some situations, like, one round might be, like, the highlight of the fight. I mean, it, it might have not been if the rest of the fight wasn't what it was. But I think just the outcome, I think where we thought the fight was going ended up not happening, and things got turned around so quick, um... I mean to me I think it's it's somewhat of a no brainer um when it comes to like round of the year, you know. It, it I mean there, there's so many like exclamations that you can put on that round. All right. That's
0: all good. So that concludes that. So we'll move
1: on to the uh to the next one. So just to recap real quick, we did uh upset of the year. Uh we're doing we just did uh round of the year. So next we're going to do prospect of the year. And this one is big, folks, because prospect is kind of tomorrow. So by us naming who's the next, you know, this, this up-and-coming prospect, it kind of tells a story about where, where, where will we be next year around this time. Will, will that prospect prospect evolve and, you know, turn into, be, you know, on his way to something, you know, as they say from, from – uh, pretender to contender so um this is a this is kind of a big category here the prospect one because you know again this is our future this is our roots our farm here so i'll start with you on this one out of the talent pool that's out there who you who are you hitching the wagon to you know it's, it's, it's interesting because you know a lot of you know most people will probably say, Hey, you know what? Um <clears throat> excuse me, I like um uh, you know I will I'll just go right with it. You know, I I, I like Earl Spence Jr.
0: Yeah, no, um, I, I, I I I like I like
1: Earl Spence Jr. Yeah. You know I will make no qualms about it. You know, I, I like him a, a whole lot. Um he, he's he's been in those trenches, you know. Um Felix uh uh Oh, my goodness, I'm forgetting his name, Lightweight. Felix, uh, Felix
2: day. Day. Yep. yeah, yeah
1: I, I like him. I know a lot of people, like, Doc's was kind of disappointing
0: on last time he fought, but um, he looked pretty good, too. But, you know, Earl Spence is, is definitely up there for me. So let me just ask you this real quick before I move on to Roberto. So do you have any concerns, or you do you feel
1: positive that you think that he can, you know, kind of carry the mantle on, so to speak? And when I say character, man, I don't mean, like, be the next Mayweather. You know, me and Roberto, we had did a show, like, a month, a couple of months where we talked about some of these prospects. And, you know, once they, you know, step it up in competition, you know, do you have any concerns? You know what I mean? Obviously, you're going to have concerns with young fighters. But I just want to know, are you still, like, completely confident in Earl Spence that you don't see any things that can, like, any bad habits that could potentially come back to haunt him later? You know what? I'm gonna tell you something was 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 interesting about it. Um, the only thing that I see with Earl Spence um really hurting him is Earl Spence Jr. rather. Mm-hmm. Is and you guys, you know, could agree or disagree. You know, it's just with any prospect. Number one, we're gonna have to figure out, you know, who is Earl Spence. So when we look at a prospect, let's just go back again. When we look at a prospect mm-hmm. Let's nice. look at it from. Let's look at it from any sport. We we'll look at a prospect. You know, we kind of say, okay, you know what, this guy could. You know, he's on our radar right now. Here's a guy that could really turn out to be something great. But we all know, just like you know, we all watch basketball here. We all watch football. You know, there's sometimes, man, we we crown these guys king, and they wind up not being anything. You know, so I guess what happens is it, it all develop. It all deter. Is all. Determine on how he develops in the future. And the only way we're going to be able to see that is when he steps up against better competition. So for me as of right now, when I look at it, when those little PVC cards and the rumor sparring sessions, I'm like, you know what, here's a guy that could, could really make some noise. Now I won't be able to totally say that this guy is going to be the next face in boxing. Until we see him with tougher competition. And I think that's for any prospect. You know, we got to see this guy against
0: tougher competition to say, you know what, here's who we're going to basically, you know, put the house on. No, I mean, and that's what me and Roberto talked about a couple weeks ago. And it's a
1: slippery slope that we just got to wait and see, you know, and that's why we're projecting it now. Um, And, you know, you just got to be objective looking at everything, you know, when you hit your wagon to these guys, you know, just expect young people make mistakes. And Mayweather is Mayweather for, you know, Bernard, all those guys, they're special, you know, and special guys come around once in a lifetime. And some of these guys, you know, I just see some things, you know, that could potentially be a, a, you know, a haunt a book. We've got plenty of time to get into that, some other shows. Like right now, we're just talking about our prospects. So switching gears over to my man, Roberto. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who are who you looking out who – who you liking out there, my
2: dude, like going forward, man? I mean, just like with everybody else. I mean, I, I, I really like Errol Spence. I, I like Felix Rodejo. Um, I think for 2016, I think <clears> – <throat> like this year was, in a sense, like we knew they were prospects, but they were kind of in a way – we knew about them the year before, you know, we were basically just, uh, I guess, seeing them uh, mature as fighters, and I'm assuming this coming year we're going to see them against some names, you know, that will say, okay, that that's a nice notch on their, on their belt. But uh, I think one guy we got to look at, and, and, you know, we think about Gennady Golovkin uh, being a guy who uh, doesn't have many options uh, at middleweight and, you know, some of these guys maybe don't wanna fight him or whatever. Uh one guy we gotta look at is a fighter I that caught my eye a bit on Showbox. I think he's a Hayman fighter and it's uh, Anton Douglas. Mm-hmm. He's um yeah. he's an up and coming <clears throat> middleweight. Um really sharp, man. Um I mean, obviously he, he he's still in the early stages, but I, I think he, you know, if if he matures properly, man. I mean, I think he can be um, a big player uh, at middleweight. You know, so I mean, I think he's a guy we definitely got to look out for in 2016. And you know, you you know, we see we seen what happened with uh, you know Jacobs and Quillen, and now Jacob is Jacobs is the, at the helm under the Heyman brand. So. You know, there's going to be fighters in that division, whether you're talking about Arizona Andy Lara or, you know, maybe the Charles moving up. You know, things might get interesting, but, you know, keep an eye on Anton Douglas because I think he's a guy that um, we, we might be seeing a lot of uh, possibly in 2016.
1: Cool, man. Good, good, good stuff, good dialogue. And, you know, people take notes on these names because um, these names will be... Um, uh, uh, to uh, maybe a four-speed record going forward. Before we do move on to the next credit, one last question I do want to ask, and this is kind of important because, Die, you remember years ago we talked about Andre Ward, and um, before Andre Ward had all this promotional stuff, we talked about how they brought him along slowly, and it turned out to pay dividends for him in the Super 6 tournament. How do you guys feel about, and just give me a quick uh, uh, one-sentence answer on this, about bringing the fighters along slowly, like kind of how they did with Andre Ward, uh, you know, bringing him along and then putting him into the Super Six. Are you guys, a, do you agree with that, or do you think that let's test the water now and see what we got kind of reaction uh, should be done with these guys?
2: Uh, I think. Go
0: ahead, go ahead Roberto.
2: Want, no, I mean, I think one thing I give top rank credit for. Um, it is like how they brought fighters up like from the like even in the from the 80s to the 90s and the early 2000s where um you know there's times where you gotta it's, it's a crapshoot you know um you know you gotta take a chance you know because there, there, there's a point where you, you can keep giving these fighters features and features and features until there's a point where like okay well in order for you to get here you gotta get past this gate you know and that's you know obviously you know for for the the casual listeners, that's where the whole gatekeeper, you know, term comes from, but I think uh, with, these, with these fighters, man, I mean, I, I think we've seen more recently um, how some fighters sometimes are being held to a certain, uh, or put on a certain pedestal, and we see them in fights that <laughs> are, are kind of proving grounds, right? Right, and right. And they get right. knocked off, they get knocked off that pedestal really quick, man, and, and yeah. And I think more recently we've been seeing that. But I think at the end of the day, um, the fighter is always going to come out. You know, because we've seen some of the best fighters from Floyd to Cotto to Oscar to to B-Hop and all these guys that have been in fights against fighters that maybe weren't superstars or maybe weren't super elite guys, but they were proving grounds. And some of them... Uh, you know, like in Cotto's case where he got knocked down by, you know, Ricardo Torres, came back, won by knockout. Um, we haven't seen a lot of that Was with some of these newer fighters where they've had to come back from adversity and try to snag a win, you know. So, I, I think at the very end of the day, man, I mean, it, it's kind of like when you think of, you know, we talk about Errol Spence and Felix Verdeo. It, both, both of them, it, there's going to have to be a crapshoot at some point where you're like, okay. If you get past this guy, you're reaching a certain level when you talk about high-level fights and high-level money. And, you know, you don't want it to happen too fast, but at some point there is there is a risk factor. You know, there, I mean, it, it comes with the territory.
0: No, very well stated. Um, All right, so... Before we conclude our
1: last two categories, there's one other category that we, we gotta touch upon and of course we'll, we'll say the fight of the year and fighter of and fighter of the year as our last two. But we gotta talk about what the people love. And shout out to Big Mike. They love knockouts. You know, people love knockouts. Knockouts is will sell tickets. You know, although we you know we adore and love the science, you know, home runs, uh passing yards, touchdowns. This is what people come to pay their money to see. And, then you know, people love the home run hits, the knockouts. So I want to know from you guys, and there were some good ones this year, and I even touched upon a few, touched upon one particular fight that
2: just took place. What was your best knockout for 2015? You want to do it? You want to head that up right or yeah,
1: it, it had to be uh, Holly Holmes over Ronda Rousey when so we started playing. Oh, yeah. I, was,
2: I knew you were going there. You know what's funny? Hey, yo, I wanted to say Ronda hey. he for last because I knew he was going to go there with it. I was waiting for the drop. Nah, you know what, man? No.
1: <laughs> yo,
2: I think that's honorable mention. Like, at the yeah, head. right.
1: Maybe we should yo, we should have called it the Ronda Rousey award. Maybe we need to call it that going forward. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> Hey, Coltrane, real fast, I don't want you to forget about the robbery of the year, too. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, uh, oh, yeah.
2: I, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, I got but, you.
1: But, but what what we, what I'm going to just make it brief so we can just continue on with the other three yeah, categories. Exactly. It would, it would just be Kirkland versus, it would be Kirkland versus Canelo. I mean, it was just for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> here's a guy that just, you know, went to Texas and, you know, he just, he just wiped the floor with him. But what was interesting was, and I keep going back to this when Canelo hit him, man, he's, still had the wherewithal to dip the punch. And I was like, what in the world? And, and, and Kirkland was just on the floor like somebody just threw a bag of chips on the floor. Boom. The <laughs> deal, I'm like, dang, man. <laughs> I'm like, man. You know, you ever dropped chips off the counter and just hit the floor? It just fluffed yeah. just hit the floor? Yeah, That's yeah, how you yeah, hit right, the ground. Right. I'm like, dang. So that was really my knockout of the year for obvious reasons. Go go YouTube
0: it uh, Canelo versus Kirkland.
2: You know? Yeah, that was, that was mine as well. I mean, um, I think, I, I mean, you were mentioning fight, as far as like a fight recently, I don't know if you were hinting at the heavyweight fight <laughs> that took mm-hmm. place, um, <laughs> between, uh, Louis Ortiz and, uh, and, yep. uh, Brian Jennings. Um, uh, that was a very close second <laughs> to me. Um, shout out to, you know, obviously shout out to Brian Jennings and the whole nine, um, I the, I just think the way the Canelo knockout of Kirkland happened, and you know, like great way to put it, uh, Rod. <laughs> it was just, I mean, one of those knockouts, man, that is just like, you know, on all these different highlight reels where you, were, you know, you know when it, when when you hit World Star, you know you've uh, <laughs> yeah you've World hit it star. <laughs> you World Star World I mean? Star yeah pretty yeah. much I mean that's one of those moments but I mean yeah that was a vicious knockout. Um I mean that. I mean, I, I think. I think that was a, that was likely win knockout of the year.
1: Now, about a dog, perfect segue. He brought up a category that I uh, actually slipped by me on my notes, uh, which was, and this is, you cannot talk about boxing. It almost goes hand in hand, and a lot of terms that you hear in today's sport come from boxing. Styles make fights. Mm-hmm. That was a robbery. That we got robbed. That term started in boxing. That's where it came yeah. from because it was a, yep. you know, yep. boxing is a judge sport. So, you know, people felt they got robbed. The judges robbed them. So you can't talk about boxing without talking about robberies. So I just got to start off with this. I'll, I'll go with you, Roberto. You know, what was your biggest robbery uh,
2: of 2015 in the in the sport? I mean, to. to to keep it home, you know, for, for y'all, man. I mean, we got to talk about the Cunningham versus Glassman. hmm uh-huh. No. You Go know, on. like, I mean, this is the one. This is I mean, we, I remember we talked about this and, you know, we were saying, like, you know. That one. You know, he's due for, he's due for, for a win, man. Especially, mm-hmm. like, what the fight meant as far as, like, I think it was the IBF Eliminator or something along those lines. And it was just, like, another one of these cases where it's just, like, what fight are you watching? <laughs> you know, um, I what, mean, are those? I had, what are those? Yeah, well, what are those? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh, oh, yeah, oh, wow, yeah, crazy. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, uh, there's that, I mean, that would be my number one, but I mean, even as recently as the Walter Sosa fight, mm. where yeah. I had, yeah, Walter's clearly winning. Now, yeah. mind you, we talked yeah. about how, um, you know, this was Walter's first time at 135, and, you know, we we didn't see that devastating puncher like we did, like, you know, when he was fighting featherweights, uh, but at the same time, when that fight was over, I was like, yeah, okay, well, you know, clear win, but just the the, the outcome, I'm like, are you serious? But, I mean, the Cunningham fight to me was just, like, ridiculous.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: That's a good one. I like that one. That's that's that was a good find on your part. ROD. Yeah, that Cunningham fight was definitely the obvious I I have said it before, man, that Steve Cunningham has become the Glenn Johnson of the heavyweight division. There are about well, there about nine yeah. different vic you know, losses that Glenn Johnson had his career that could have went either way. You know, uh, minus the Bernard Hopkins loss, but He's the only he fight he ever really lost. I mean, prior to his recent losses, but back then, when he had like eight right. losses, that's the only time he really lost was the Bernard. Bernard fight, yeah. So like, you know, I, and I think Steve is in that same category. But, you know, since since my brother R- Roberto, you know, picked that uh, you know, that robbery of the year, you know, I'll go to i I'll go with one that happened earlier, uh, or maybe it happened later, but it was uh Gene uh, Pascal versus uh, Gonzalez. You know, I thought, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. just the way Gonzalez that. was in agony after he fight. Yeah, like, they were just talking about
0: yeah. all he we went through, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: all he went through to, to, to get to that point. And, you know, you just heard him, like, just squealing, like, with emotion and agony, like, no, like, you know, you, you, you heard his corner, he was just talking about, yo, man, we just put so much. Like time, effort, energy, like they all do to get cheated like this, man. And it's just my heart really broke for him, man. I was like, "Dag man," because you kind of knew that Pascal lost that fight. Everybody knew he lost, he lost that fight. He knew he I was lost. just so he knew he lost. I mean, it was just Bad, let, me, man. let me just say something about him real quick. And I'm glad you brought this up because this—I kind of—I was reading some stuff early on Twitter, and this is a perfect segue to my mind, if you will. Pascal. He's he's like one of the luckiest dudes to be getting these fights that he's getting. First of all, he don't he doesn't deserve a rematch with Kovalev. First and foremost, nope. that fight was one sided pretty much. That was not. It was a, a nine to three, ten to two. At I don't know. I can't even see eight to four, but at most nine to three fight. A nine to three fight doesn't deserve a rematch. I mean, it was a one-sided oh, right. fight, and then I forgot all about the Gonzalez fight. I forgot about that. So he's basically skated this year with fights, and mainly because the Bell Center up in Canada is a hot for boxing, you know. Mm-hmm. Same way with Triple G when he fought Lamou. and there he's using that. I mean, business is business. He's using that to his advantage. And Kovalov doesn't have anything to know to go, so he takes the I Well, anyway, I don't want to get all into off subject, but I'm glad you brought that up, Rod or because I was just thinking about him earlier, talking about Pascal. Yeah, and that's and that's really it, you know. You okay. Yeah. Really all right. Cool. It. So, um, and I'm glad thanks for reminding me about that. So our last two categories is kind of like the most, the biggest categories, the most important ones, and that's that's uh fight of the year and fighter. Obviously, we'll say fighter of the year is for last. But the fight of the year, another one of these subjective things, I I am a beholder because, man, we had a lot of good fights, a lot of good fights. Now, a lot of them ended, you know, with some questionable um, stoppages, I should say, not decisions too, but we had a lot of what some people will call premature stoppages this year. So I don't know if it's kind of, You know, uh, took the wins out of the cells. You know, was it bittersweet, some of these fights, because of the way they ended? But with that being said, out of everything that you guys seen this year, if you had to pick one, what
0: would it be? Rognikov and Matisse. Mmm, wow. Right off the bat, huh, Rognikov?
2: Yep. Roberto? It's a tie. I mean, it's it's he, that fight and the Francisco Vargas and uh, Takashi Miro fight.
0: I mean, both were great. Both was act- and I like how you you put it, Roberto, early in the show. You said,
1: "I want to give it a round of the year, but it was kind of the temple was like that the whole fight."
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... That's the thing, man. There br- were so many good fights this year. There were, man. I mean, I, I, I mean, those... I know we're missing some.
1: I mean, there was a lot of good fights.
2: You know what yeah. we're missing, though, too? We're missing another one,
1: man. That Matiste uh, Pasto fight could have made, you know, upset of the year as well. But I'll, I'll right. you know,
0: could've I'll, I'll, I'll
1: digress from that.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll
1: digress with that. Because, like you said, Roberto, there's so many different things when you yeah. look back. And I'm sure as we, you know, as Roberto train myself as we go back, we'll probably try to put some of this stuff oh, people up. people gonna on our be hitting this up. Like I guarantee, you tomorrow people are gonna tell us, and I want people to do that. You know, I like the interaction from people because, again, it's all subjective. It's not right or wrong. It's all about what's in our memory bank. What did we right. see this year in 2015 that we thought was a great
2: fight? You know, and I mean, that's I mean, what it comes down to you. I mean, even for, like, you know, when we talk about, you know, recapping, you know, this is, you know, obviously the 2015 recap, man. I mean, like, even some of these PVC fights, man, I mean, not, like, main events or, or what have you. I mean, there were a couple fights, man, that I was just, you know, they were exciting fights. It's just, um, I mean, yeah, it's a lot to pick from, man. I mean, I mean there were, there were a lot of good fights this year. You had Badu Jack that came on the scene this year. In yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. He snatched a few. A guy, games a this guy year. that I was kind of like. Down, I, I, I mean, I still don't put him super high, but at the same time, like, he impressed me a bit this year. Like, he kind of showed me some different, I guess, facets of his game. That I was like, all right, well, this will be interesting.
1: How about uh, uh, James DeGale, he came on the scene this year. And
2: yeah, I mean him too. I mean, even the fight with him in. Um, Butte man, I mean that. I mean Butte to me, in a way, like almost in a way, kind of impressed me. I mean, I don't want to say more than the. De- I mean, DeGale clearly won the fight, but like Butte actually came to fight. You know, like he wasn't really sitting down or uh, or laying down for uh, for DeGale. But I mean, again, I mean that's another situation where you know those two could potentially fight for 2016. But I mean, yes, they 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 both. Uh, to, I mean, to to the best super middleweights in the world, right? Yeah, minus, no minus Andre Ward.
1: <laughs> well, stuntman man Danny Wooler, who i thats what I'm calling him now. Uh,
0: <laughs> we got to get him
1: <laughs> back in the ring, man. You know, I yeah, mean, man. We got to get him back, man. It, it's like he's it's one of the best fighters in the world, and he's not even in common. And, uh, and,
2: and shout out, out to Ryder Die, who, who's a big. You know, shout out to Ryder Die, who's been the big. Uh, Andre Ward supporter. Um,
1: yeah, I, I am, man, and it's crazy because I'm gonna tell you something. If we ever had a category, and I'll shut up. If we ever had a category for disappointment of the year, it wouldn't be Pacquiao, Mayweather. It'd be Andre Ward career. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Yeah. How about that, man? So that, that's that's one our one our, that's gonna be on. We're gonna do a pest in this. I got a new topic I wanna do in 2016, like a pet peeve topic. We're like something that's just bothering you, you know, and I want to bring that in. So we'll, 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 we'll probably elaborate on that at our first new show in the new year. All right, man, so drum roll. To the, to the main <laughs> <one>. <laughs> now, I'm going to qualify this one because, you know, I've been looking around on the different sites out there, and again, I don't want to get into bashing people because everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And there's been, like, four names that's been popping up as far as fighter of the year is concerned. And I'm going to throw it out there to you guys because I know that one of these guys is one of your fighters of the year, you know, but there's been four names. The first one, The first name is the obvious name, and that's Floyd Mayweather. Second name is the obvious name, and that's Triple G. The third one is another obvious name that's been popping up, and that's Roman Gonzalez. Now, this fourth name, I I don't know. This one's a little tricky, but I, I guess I can kind of
0: see it. And that's Canal Alvarez. So, even all right, two two part here.
1: You tell me who f tell me who doesn't belong in that group,
0: and then you can tell me your Fighter of the Year out of those four names that I just mentioned. Whoever wants to go first? Well, you put
1: you put Roman Gonzalez, you put Floyd Mayweather, you put Canelo, and who was the other person? Triple G. Triple G. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, do they all
0: belong? If, I mean, yo, yo, you know, you know, they
1: all yeah. listen. They all belong in their in, in their
0: in their own little way. Let's just say. Um, I don't think that we can basically take one
1: off. I mean. You know, the people that don't know who Roman Gonzalez is are going to say, take him off. The people who don't right like... We're, 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 the Titanic is sinking. We don't, the raft only can fit three people. All right, so if you got to fit three people, I know you're going to laugh, Let us tell you this. You know, uh, you said it was, it was Triple G, Janelo, mm-hmm. Floyd, right? Yeah. And Roman Gonzalez, right? No doubt. And oh, I those four. Roman Gonzalez. I got these uh, four. Four people, right? Uh-huh. There's four people. Only three can fit. Only three can fit. We only got room for three. Well, then if you if one of them got to go, then you know it, it's it's. I mean, I hate to say it, but you you're forcing my hand. It had to be, it had to be Roman Gonzalez, and I mean only because you know we've, you know us diehards know about him, you know, but you know, so like you know, have we? Can we honestly say we've seen all his fights? We've seen more Triple G fights. We've seen more Triple G fights than we've seen more Roman Gonzalez fights. We've seen more Canelo fights. We watched Canelo grow up in front of us. We've right. seen more of his fights. We watched Floyd's whole career from the Olympics. So to us those resonate more than Roman Gonzalez. Now, Roman Gonzalez, you know, will be revealed a little bit later cuz you guys will be shocked where I have him on my pound for pound list. But for fighter of the year at this point in time, based off you put him against those three, just for fighter of accomplishments, I don't think I'm ready to include him in there. Um, Only because me personally, I have not seen, I've seen few Roman Gonzalez fights, but out of his 40 wins, you know, 40 plus, uh, I have not seen as many as, Canelo. I have not seen as many as Floyd, and I have not seen as many as Triple G. And maybe that's just my own ignorance, but I do like him, and you'll see where I have him on pound-for-pound list, but go ahead. If, so I one, though, if, I, if I had to choose one, though, if I had to choose one, one though, one. One, guy, one guy would have to be Floyd Mayweather, not because it has nothing to do with race, creed, or religion, or money. It really has everything to do with his accomplishments. And, you know, it it was funny, man, because
0: no matter how, you know, no matter what we think about the outcome, okay? The guy beat the guy that everybody said he was afraid of. It was basically,
1: you know, the the last thing standing in his way in terms of his error. You know, now you can go in and say, oh, you should have fought this guy. You should have fought this guy. Yeah, there's a 1,000 people that should have coulda woulda fought this guy but you know based off of accomplishments he beat him and there were still some people at the end of the day that still picked Floyd to lose the Pacquiao. Like they still picked him goose and then after he after he won, it was so crazy because he told you how he was gonna win, you know, he you know, years ago, they basically said, Oh, his shoulder was hurt and, you know, Bob and those guys that come out and say, hey, it really wasn't, da 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 but he won, you know, he's He's fighter of the year, you know, um, based off yeah. of that, you know. Based yeah. on, and this is clearly because of, you know, the person he beat and his accomplishments. You know, we you – know, I hate to say this, but, we, you know, you owe it to cats like that, that 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 go out with a fight like that. Now, granted, if he retired on Andre Berto, um, and let's just say he, he retired on – like a Danny Garcia
0: and Andre Berto, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. He kind of, he would probably be kicked out the boat right now. All right, all right, Roberto, you heard the names. You know how many spot spots you got on the raft.
1: Who you going with?
2: Um, you know, I mean, I I agree with. Um, what right, Ryder Die was saying, you know, about as far as. Like, when I was even mentioning the Floyd-Pacquiao fight as far as, you know, I guess the term as far as not living up to the hype, I mean, in one way it could be looked like that, but at the same time, like, Floyd did what he had to do in that fight. I mean, at the same time, he did neutralize a fighter that is, like, incredibly hard to neutralize. So, it's like, you got to give him... um, is just do as I think, like we all did. I mean, um, I mean, there's people that kind of, I mean, they'll argue as far as you know why the fight was, you know, the way it was. I mean, I'm on the boat of you know it being more Pacquiao's problem than Floyd's because you know we saw Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> you know that's how he fights. So I, I mean, I give him th- that credit. Um, my answer might be the, un- the unpopular one, but, I mean, I'll give my reasoning to it, and, and it's true. No, yeah. Um, number one, I mean, obviously, the thing with me is, you know, obviously, I like a fighter, and I like fighters who stay busy. And, you know, we, we did get to see him three times. Now, the thing about it is there's going to be debate as far as, like, the level of competition he faced. Um, that's the thing about it, and this is where, like, I agree with what Ryder Die is saying as far as Floyd beating Pacquiao and beating, you know, you're beating a guy who's had those accomplishments, you know, it was like, eight, nine world titles, uh, eight different weight classes. I mean, you've got to give him the depth. Um, I think for Triple G, to me, it's kind of a situation where I look at it where I'm like, okay, um, granted, he went into all of these fights, Um, the favorite, you know, going in. Uh, But, you know, when you look at a guy like Martin Murray, um, who had a questionable draw, very questionable draw against Felix Stern, and then a questionable loss to Sergio Martinez, you know, this is a guy who's never dominated and was never dropped. And, you know, Golovkin went in there and totally decimated him, uh, dropping him and then eventually stopping him. And then, obviously, with Willie Monroe... I think a lot of us knew that outcome. It seemed somewhat of, uh, I guess you would call a stay busy fight in a sense. And then with Lemieux, you know, the whole pay per view situation, you know, wasn't great at the box office. But it was a deal where, um, it was the number three ranked middleweight in the world and the IBF title holder. So you know, it was good to see a unification fight. And that was another situation where he dominated him and and stops a, another title holder. So, at, at least from, those, from that standpoint, I put him in the, in the realm of those guys mentioned as fighter of the year. I mean, with Canelo, in hindsight, I mean, I guess like people would compare, because I, you know, I saw some people today comparing um, Floyd and Canelo, because Sports Illustrated, I think, anointed Floyd and ESPN anointed Canelo. And then there was the argument of, like, well, who had the better year as far as, like, competition. And I guess, you know, you can make an argument for that. But um, at least as far as how I viewed it, I would go with Triple G. Um, if you had Mayweather, I wouldn't really argue that more than I would argue Canelo. But, I mean, that's just kind of the way I saw it. Well, there you have it, and and I'm
1: glad that you guys, you know, took different perspectives on it. Um, it just goes cool. you showed the how diversified we are here. You know, um, we all got different opinions, and I don't think nobody would argue with either answer that you guys provided. And I, and I gave you the guys. I I pulled those lists from several different boxing uh, publications and some main uh, publications like Sports Illustrated. And you know ESPN, even though they cover boxing, LA Times and stuff like that, of those names that kept popping up today. Um, our last segment, you know, it's not really a segment; it's a pound for pound. Um, our pound for pound list. Um, the way I'm going to do it is, obviously, the Ring is supposed to be the the reference for this stuff. You know, they you know they actually kind of started the whole pound for pound ranking thing, you know, in their magazine many moons ago. Um, De La Hoya, as we know, his company took over the magazine, so you've got to take some of these names with a grain of salt with the uh, vested interest in some of these names. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to start from number 10. This is how we're going to do this. I'm going to start from number 10 on who they have, and then you can say, if you guys collectively can be like, uh, I would rather put Fighter X there. We'll put that person there, and then we'll move up to each number until we get the number one. And, you know, we'll just do it like that, and then we'll recap it. So for number 10, uh, Ring Magazine, they have Timothy
0: Bradley listed as the 10th best fighter in the world right now. Agree or disagree? And who would you put there if you disagree? Hmm. I don't know. I'm sorry, go ahead, Roberto.
2: 'Cause I No no no. I'm I mean I, I'm 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 kind of like I'm on the fence with that. Like I I like he might be alright at ten, but I don't know.
1: Yeah. He deserves to be a little bit higher based on, because let's think about it. Floyd is out. That's just the obvious. Floyd there's two right. people that are out. It's Floyd and Kuchko. Let's just let's just put that to bed. They're out. So Tim Bradley is in there. I don't know about 10, though. He might be higher than So who, who would you put at number 10,
0: la You're going to laugh. It would, like, be somebody like a Terrence Crawford or a Roman Checo. Roman Checo? Mm-hmm.
2: You good with that, Roberto? Uh, Crawford, I guess I could see. I mean, I'm looking at it here as far as yeah, where you the think ring you has right, him right now. Right? Mm-hmm. But... um. Crawford, I kind of could see like around like the 9 or 10 area. I mean, I kind of agree with that. I mean, but yeah, I mean, the thing with Bradley is like, you know, we, we forget. I mean, um, we talked about this on a previous show, like as far as like these streak of wins, mind you, he's had, and then like he's had that one draw, but like the beatings he's taken in these fights, but you know, when you look back, he's only right. lost one one fight You like, you forget that. Right. I know. You know, you right? It. So I mean yeah, I yeah. agree with that. I mean, that's a good point, right or die. I mean, I, I kinda I kinda lost touch with that as far as, you know, Bradley's concerned. I mean, I guess it's like with me, it's more of a situation like how he's looked against like the Diego it's Chavez I mean of the world.
0: No.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know what though, but when you look at that and that's cool, but when you look at that, the caveat to me is Floyd and Kitschko are no longer in there. So there's more room where some of these guys up. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Like, you had to, like, some of these guys, it's like, all right, their body versus his body, you're going to go with Bradley's, you know, mm-hmm. over a guy that just had one good fight this year, and you're going to put him on the top ten list. I got you. So what, what do you guys want to do? Are you going to
2: move Bradley up?
0: We're definitely moving Bradley. There's no way Bradley. I will move you know. Bradley
2: up, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, I do. So where do you want about. to put him at, 9, 8?
0: Or what would you say, uh, uh, Roberto? Like, like I would say, six? like
2: seven or eight, you said like six. Or, I mean, if you, I mean, there's still like there's still some fighters we got to talk about, but uh, right. All right, so for the uh, of I mean, number, I would say like who, if you gave a, if you put him at like seven, I'd be all right with that. Yeah, right, well, me we'll, sure. We'll, we'll, how about we'll, we'll put them in a the hopper?
1: We'll leave them aside until we get up to that number. We'll bring them back. All right, so number ten, what did you guys say again? I forget who did you say for number ten? Who you want to put there? I mean, the only person I can think of is, is actually either Chance Crawford or Lemon Chickle. But, I mean, we could argue
0: with
2: – excuse me, we could argue about that, too. I mean, what would you say, Roberto? I mean, that's tough, man, because it's like, you know, when you're talking about number 10, you're, you're starting to talk about, like, fighters that are, like um, – At the door. Board. I mean, there, uh, there's some people yeah. There's some people that have Errol Spence at number 10. Are pound. you serious? I don't, I don't, Yeah, I don't know. Damn. Oh, man. You know, was this a dating <laughs> website you know, um, or? <laughs> yeah. Was it fine? but, no, I but I got, Yeah, man. I mean, it, it goes back to our point as far as like you know, the putting people on the pedestal too early. But, um, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, that's kind of a tough one. I mean, that it's. I mean, we we start thinking about like you know what about guys like Sean Porter or what about yeah. guys like um I don't know um. You know, because well, like you know, Keith not... Thurman don't
1: belong in anybody's top ten at this point in time. When you look at the the other names, like when you look at when you look at like Gonzalez, Kovalev, Golovkin, Ward, War Crawford, Pacquiao, Alvarez, Bradley, you know, Checo, like you know, those guys don't belong on on those in those ten spots. I'm sorry, they they just don't. You know, maybe if one of them fight each other we're, we're cool, but you know, I mm, I mean here's a guy like well people forget about Checo, man. I mean here's a guy man that that can fight, but I man he beat Gary Russell. And people think mm-hmm. Gary Russell's the next best thing. This guy they slept on his amateur career.
0: This guy's pretty much good. He's really good. He only has five fights. Alright, so I mean, so what do you what do you guys want to do? I mean, just so we can move on to the next number. I'm going to fight y'all for, the, for not put. I don't care where y'all put them.
1: All I'm right, going to so fight you, y'all. Put, gonna, if y'all put Thurman we, or,
0: or, or, or uh,
1: <laughs> Porter in your top ten. I'm going to fight I you. Gonna, like, I'm we, really going to fight y'all. We're going to treat this like a one-on-one basketball game. So you gave him this foul. You owe him the next one. <laughs> you all
0: right, gave go him ahead. that
1: call. All right. So, we go, all right. so Lomachenko was going to put Lomachenko
2: at number ten.
1: Alright, so at number nine they got uh, and Roberto just said his name. Uh Shinsuke, Shinsuke
2: Yamanaka.
1: Shinsuke Yamanaka mm-hmm. and number nine. Yay or nay? Do you who or do you,
2: how do y'all feel about that?
1: This Roberto's point. I mean
2: again I mean again this is this is this is another fighter that I mean I don't think like a lot of us have seen much of yeah, you know, he's a he's a WBC Bantamweight champion. Right. And uh, you know, and you know, when we think of Bantamweights, I mean the the one guy that comes to our mind obviously is Guillermo Rigandau. But uh, you because know, 'cause we've obviously seen a lot more of him. Um but again, man, like when you're talking about pound for pound, I mean you're talking about like a list of fighters that like Ryder I was just mentioning. Uh <laughs> See, like number nine, like I'm, I'm probably starting to put Canelo there, you know, like that's probably somewhere like where I'll, I'll start with, you know, the 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 upper echelon of the names. But
1: I like that. I mean, again, God, actually, yeah, yeah. Right. How do you feel about that? Rada da Kanawa at number nine. I'm good with that. So we're gonna we're gonna move uh, Shizuke out of there. So if he's not at number nine. He's not on the list. <laughs> so you know, and that only. And right. You know what? Let's just say this. You know, to our fans, let's let's put this okay. out there. Disclaimer: it, It's almost
0: like Roberto said. Let's just see a little bit more of him before we kind of like kick him out a little bit. You, you understand what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. Before we kick him out the bed, or put him in the bed rather, let's 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 or put him in the house rather. Let's just you know, find out who this guy really is. And I'm sure right. with, with with Kuchko and and with uh, Floyd going, we're going to find out more about this guy in the next year. So, you know, I'll reserve that and just say, hey, if he needs to be there, it, you know, it's probably due to our, you know, our ignorance, you know, let's just say. Um, but at this point in time, he, he doesn't deserve to be there over Canelo. Uh-uh. And keep in mind, all right, so Canelo is number nine. Now, number eight is, we got a beacon spot here because they had Canelo at number eight on the Ring Magazine. They being Ring Magazine. So we got eight empty. So you guys got an empty
2: spot here. See, like, to me, see, I might make a switch. I think I might I might put who do we put at nine? Canelo, right? We put Canelo mm-hmm. at nine. You got Loman. Ring has King. him at eight. Ring ring has him at eight. I might put Ride or Die might not like this, but I might put Crawford <laughs> at nine and I'll keep Canelo at eight. I'm okay with that. You good with that, die? I'm good with that. I mean, you know, when you when you look
0: at it, um, as far as body, body of work. work you
1: gotta, gotta yeah, well on that, you know? yeah. I mean, know, body man. of work, man. You got to look at that. Yeah. I mean, you know, he probably has a great upside, but I'm okay with. I'm okay with uh, what you said, Terrence Crawford. Yeah, I would put him yeah. at nine. Yeah, and you know I'm I'm perfectly fine
0: with that.
2: Okay, yeah, we,
1: we just got to number again. ten. Ten, ten. Who do you got? So you're not doing Lomachenko at ten.
0: I, I mean, I personally do. I don't know what. what. Uh, I mean, you I know
2: mean, what? Let, let You know what? Let's go with it. I'm cool with that. All right. So Lomachenko at 10. Nine, you got
1: Tan Crawford. Eight, you got Canelo Alvarez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right. So,
0: yeah,
1: okay.
2: All right. So, number 7 Seven, I'm telling
1: you right now, is Manny Pacquiao. I agree with <laughs> you. Yeah.
2: Right. And I agree it with is. that, yeah. I, 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 so I'm I all for that. So you're going to stay with Manny Pacquiao, number seven?
1: Yeah. Yep. All right, cool. That's easy then. All right, now we got a vacant spot again because Terrence, they, I'm shocked that they got Terrence Crawford ranked this high, but they can have him at yeah. number six. Now, would you put Regan out there? Uh, um, no, he,
0: not that are, low.
1: And I don't care that he's not hesitant <laughs> fighting. no way he to right, be then,
0: that we, uh, did, then, then put I'm Andre Ward there. You. Then put Andre Ward there. No, the not
1: guy. him either. you you can't put those type of fighters that low. I don't care if they're inactive or not. They should never be underneath the top five. Now, anywhere oh. in, the t- in the five, they can go anywhere there, but I don't think they should ever be beneath five. All I right, just me think me it it a to, you, to the sport if you do, let, let me tell you something real fast, and, and, and this is my thinking. And you know, now mind you, Roberto said eloquently that, yo, know, Ryder Dow loves Andre War. I
0: do, okay? What year did he have this year? Uh, Paul Smith. Um, okay. Help me out, Roberto.
1: What else did he do this
0: year? Exactly.
1: Is that it? Is that, he only had one fight. <laughs> oh, he was in Creed. That's it. Danny Stutman Willa. He knocked out. Oh, uh, that's right. He was baby in Creed. Creed.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he he knocked my out point, baby so my, in,
1: Creed in two rounds. So, so my point is, you're gonna give somebody something off of That's my problem. Like, I don't mind. I mean, if it were up to me, Andre Ward would be number one, you know, because you know the guy. He was number one. I mean, he was yeah. like kind of number one. He was number two. Number oh, two. Wow, he was number two. Rigon, I was Yeah, good. But, but, but the here's a guy that hasn't fought in 13. Good. Here's my point. He hasn't fought in 13 months. Y'all going to give Y'all Y'all
0: gonna?
1: him y'all top just, five you top five over Kovalov, you know, Gonzalez. G- but G- we didn't get G- there yet. Kovalov and Triple G, we didn't get to them yet. They're on here. They're higher. You know, we didn't get there yet. I'm just saying I can't put them beneath five. I just think it would be a disservice if we did it, even though they've been inactive. But you can't put them beneath anything else.
2: So so you, you told see. me if
1: I can't put Regan Dall at seven and Andre Ward at seven, and who are you going to put at seven? Well, seven, we got Manny Pacquiao there. I mean, sorry, six. six. If I can't put Andre
2: war or rigging right, down well, here,
1: it's it's listen. It's up to y'all. Which you, Roberto, how do you feel about that?
2: You putting Riggs down tough, here? It, it's tough, man, because the thing. See, he, here's like a we could draw a parallel, right? When Floyd left the sport, right? How how long did he leave? He left from
1: 2007
2: to 2009, right? Two years, yeah. Uh-huh. And he came back and he fought. Mind you, like, everybody was bitching about the fight. I mean, even <laughs> including myself, when he came back and fought Marquez. <clears throat> and mind you, this is also after Pacquiao knocked Hatton out. And Floyd goes in and dominates him, and, you know, he's halted back to the number one pound-for-pound status. Now, Paul Smith is no Marquez <laughs> at all. Um, but, you know, it's, it's weird how that fight, Kind of just gets ignored, you know that like we kind of we forget that Andre Ward actually had a fight this year, (laughs) but But, um, yeah. At the same time, uh, you know, again, like we're we're years removed from the Super Six, and you know he fought Chad Dawson at one sixty eight, and and whatever you know people want to think about that, but I mean I think with Ward, man, I mean he's been inactive for a while, but he hasn't fought. Really, anybody in a while, and you know, we're talking about this Kovalev fight, but I'm am t- I'm thinking about like what's his next fight? You know, like when, when are we going to see him in the ring against? You know, there's are talking about this uh, this fighter Barrera, who uh, uh, Abel Sanchez, there's the Cuban, um, the Cuban guy, yeah, 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 who's undefeated as well. And you know, sounds dangerous defeated. to me, but I don't know. You know, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, but it, I think I, I mean, I think at this point for him you know it, i mean i mean that's a sway from the pound for pound list but i mean i think with him you know we we all kind of were in agreement that like once floyd retired
1: he would take, he over. Would
2: be, take over as far as number uh-huh. 1 status with the notion that he would obviously still be fighting but you know that obviously hasn't been happening so for at least for me uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of siding with ride or die here, where it, it, it's like we even though Rigondeaux, like you know, he's had issues trying to get fights. Like he, even with him being said, he hasn't been that inactive, you know, right. as much I got as he's you. been. I got you. you know what I mean? Uh, so I guess by technicality, but we're so we, so number so six right now. Yeah, we're at number six. So war will be at mm, six. Man, I, I just don't I, I, right, right? Yeah, I, I, actually, yeah. Like I hate to put I hate to put Ward that low, but you know we're talking about guys like Kovalev, Golovkin, Rigondeaux, and you know Chocolatito, and it, it's, yo man, I hate to do it, man, but like I think I'm gonna have to put him at number six.
0: All right, man, it's all good. All right, so we got Ward at number six. So at number five, this may be easy for y'all. They they got Rigondeaux here already at five. What do you think of that, brother today? I think that, that I think that that's warranted. You know what I mean?
1: You know, yeah, I'm okay with that actually, because that's I'm, the, I'm, top I'm, five. Yeah, because yeah, and this is all an activity. That's why they're ranked so low. Right, they didn't really do right. anything this year. Yeah, because I mean, we got to remember too, and this is what I want everybody to remember: the pound for pound list is sort of like our our ranking, you know, our you know our Western Conference. You know, standing and and you know, and and hear hear me out, hear me out, real fast, because what happens is this stuff when you deal with like ranking basketball teams or football teams is basically done by their record, their their record. Sometimes for you know, uh, you know, schedule. When you look at this boxing thing, you know, it's it's standings, but remember. Fights don't happen as often as games, but this list is ever evolving. So let's just say Andre Ward fights Kovalev, you know, we're willing, he beats Kovalev. Who's to say that that, guy, that doesn't catapult him to number one? So we got to remember you, that. This I, is, I, I, yeah. we got to remember this list is ever evolving. This is not, oh, this is the end of the end all be all. This is just based off of this year. This is based off of yeah. where we are right now. Now, if you were to come, maybe we do it more frequently we talk in in, um, March, we do a quarterly, maybe we talk in March, this list is going to change. There's going to be people that are leaving, there's going to be people that are coming on. So I don't want us to get so hung up on, well, I don't think we should get so hung up on where everybody is now, because the list can, this, this list is a working list, it can evolve. And it's all based off of, you know, everything else. It's not like the NBA where, we say, okay, the Warriors only have one loss, so obviously they're the number one team. Like the only only way you know that is because of their record. We can go by people' records, but we got to go of so many other caveats, man. So well, that's why I compared it to, to the power rankings, like they do in the NFL. They do power rankings every week, mm-hmm. and, and NBA know, too, right? Yeah, I mean they all do them, I and mean, you know how it is, rather guy, like. Obviously, Golden State would be number one every week because they just head and shoulders and better than everybody. But in a, in a normal year where San Antonio may dominate for two weeks or a week, okay. let's just say they do a week thing, and then the following week the Clippers do it. But this year it's been one team dominating, basically, and that's Golden State. So with this list, with the pound-for-pound pound list, you got to go with, like you said, like what's the, the now? Who's doing what right now? You know, now next year or next not even next year, well, next year technically, but in a month or two from now, this list is going to change because somebody's either going to lose or somebody's going to do something miraculously and change it. So it's only, it's literally temporary. It's like a filling in the tooth. You know, nothing is permanent here with this list. So it's all good, you know. You know, it just didn't sound right, but put it in perspective with the inactivity it's all good you know what i mean but so let's move on for the sake of time here so where we at number oh so number five is, is mm-hmm. ringing down mm-hmm. uh what about number four now they got ward here at four so we already put ward at
0: six so who are you going to put at four i mean who would you who would you put uh who would you put
1: uh, Roberto at four? I mean, you do we 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 got to put Tim Bradley there. i was about to say one guy that's in the hopper still is Bradley because you guys don't have him anywhere. No, you know no me? I, I, I
2: mean, wait, well, yeah, we yeah, we didn't put Bradley anywhere, did we? Yeah, not, yeah
1: no, we misplaced him. I, I mean, you got to put Bradley there.
2: I, you, you know what? Yes, yeah, I agree because uh, unless again playing. it comes. No, I'm sorry. Unless you no no go ahead. Who who do you who do you who are you gonna replace him? No, unless unless we unless we
1: change Bradley and flip flop him, you know, with with a Rigondah or Ward, like those three positions could be subjective if you want to. Why don't you move do up and drop Bradley down? Since Riggendah has been a little bit more active than Ward.
0: What do you think, Roberto?
2: I mean, I yeah, you could do that too. So you what you put Bradley at five,
0: and we'll put at four. Is that what you're okay. saying, Coltrane? Yeah. Because
2: I, I I have Ward at six. Yeah. So then the Brad, then there, then the it would it would be Bradley. Bradley
1: then Rigondeaux. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, so all right, let's move us up to number three
0: which is Triple G. They have Triple G at number three. And to me, it's... it's.
2: I think you can flip-flop between him and Kovalev because, you know, Kovalev's number two. Right, yeah, yeah, Kovalev's number two. two. Um, you, have to... you can flip... I mean, yeah, you can flip-flop but, you know, but then you look at, you know, when you start getting down to, I guess, uh, you know, I guess resume and then when you look at, you know, who's holding the straps. I mean, we forget man, like is just yeah, it's just one strap That's kind of thing.
1: That's all uh, I don't know about it. And boy. let me I tell you a lot
2: of that off
1: air. I just didn't feel like Roman Gonzalez. it just in my personal opinion, had a better body of work right, right. now than Sergey uh, Kovalev, But I'll let you guys duke it out. No, but I'm gonna tell you something. uh with Kovalo to to um, Roberto's point the one thing I'ma say is Triple G is the sexy pick. Kovalov to me is the will be the pick for number two. Only because when you look at him, you know, here's a guy that even though he did it last year, like when we talk about body of work, he beat Bernard Hopkins, man. I mean right. He right. dogged I mean, the, a, Bernard Hopkins. Let me, let right, me rephrase that. He dogged Bernard Hopkins. And then you talk about how Kovalov,
0: you know, beat um, David Lemieux. Here's a here's a guy. Pascal has never been knocked out before. He killed Pascal. So it's not an easy guy
1: to look good against. Was not a, the Wild cowboy yeah. is not easy yeah. to look good against. So if you're gonna base it off of this sexy pick, you know here's 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 a situation. I'm, I, and I want to put this out to you guys. Triple G has 34. If you want to do a strength of schedule. Triple G has 34 wins and 31 knockouts. Kovalev has 28 wins and 25 knockouts, but he beat Bernard Hopkins and knocked out Gene Pascal. Triple G, you know, feasted on a lot of these middleweights, and it's not his fault because, you know, people are running from the good boy, but... The good boy. He's a good boy. He's a good boy, but you got to remember, the other thing is is that... If we're going to say, okay, look how he beat Lemieux, then look at how Triple G, look at how Kovalev beat Pascal.
0: So I would have to go Kovalev number two, Triple G number three, only because I'm looking at those fights in particular, and I'm just like, man, this guy is is an animal. They're both animals, but, you know, who's been
1: killing the bigger prey? The person who's been killing the bigger prey at this point in time is Kovalev.
2: I No, I agree with that. I mean, I mean, I, I really, I mean, you can you can give different reasons. I mean, but I agree with that. Um, you know, like yeah, I, I mean, I think the thing with Golovkin is at least now, like he's fighting whoever's available. You know, and, yeah, and but it's not, it's not his guess, fault. It's like the three is not his fault. Almost, it's like yeah, it's not his fault. And, and even you know with I mean? Kovalev, like yeah, like even with Kovalev, I mean, he's kind of in the same predicament too, where like you know, yeah, I like there. him, yeah. The, uh, him and, and but but mm-hmm. I mean I, with 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 the Hopkins fight, man. I mean we all picked Hopkins to win, right? Right. I
1: mean, Cold Law is the truth, man. Like, it was yeah. a fight. Like this isn't yeah. just yeah. And, and I think dude also dude, too,
2: like, like yeah. Uh, and the, and also too, I mean I, I mean it, it's something we didn't touch on as far as um you know uh, best of, but uh, we got to give it up to John David Jackson, man. As far as the so, yeah, trainers right. are concerned, right, right. I know we thought we excluded that from the list, but you know what a year oh, he's but, having. I mean, mean, I mean, just talking about Kovalev, but um, I, I honestly I don't have a problem with the two or three. That that that's that's. I I I think with Golovkin, I mean, you know, the the whole next year is you know, you know, he fights Canelo, but like you know, to answer you know, or, or to ask this question in relation to like if Andre Ward were to beat. Kovalev, would he be number one? If Golovkin beat Canelo, would you put him at number one? Right. I would definitely
1: put Triple G at number one if he beat Canelo because, believe it or not, Canelo, man, is on some people's list as kind one-fighter to you box wreck, so box has it. him number one. I saw that he was number one, you know, <laughs> and
0: that's fanfare, whatever. That's all good. So number one is Roman Gonzalez. Yeah, I mean, you know, what? You know, let's I mean, not knock could, people. man. Let's not
1: knock people because they fight at lower weight classes. No, you know, we I can, don't
0: think it has nothing you, to do
1: with that. We we can look at his schedule. We can look at his schedule. You say, or you know, what I call schedule, but his record: forty four wins, right. three knockouts. But you know, the the thing about it, man, is that when you put your stamp of approval on somebody, man, um. Just look at consistency, man.
2: Okay.
1: Um, that's a, that's consist- well put. You know, look at consistency, man, and look at who he's done against. You know, uh, last fight was in uh, Brian uh, Del- Delora. I mean, what?
0: Yeah. You
1: know, it's mm-hmm. not a cupcake, man. Yeah, we watched that. I was on the uh,
0: undercard of I forget which fight, but yeah. I mean, is he a household there name? Does like, a name?
2: The Triple G fight, yeah, uh, Roberto. It was the undercard of the Lemieux uh, Triple G fight. Okay. I agree. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, he, he, ride or die. Is, I mean, he hit it on the head. It's he. He's just very consistent, you know. And the thing, and the thing is, is like, unless you're a hardcore fan, you know, you don't, you don't see a lot of the the lower weight classes. That's why, you know, I was, you know, coming up, uh, uh, you know. As a young kid, I mean, my biggest, my favorite fighter was Michael Carvajal, you know, and, and, you know, and we used to, you know, I used to watch him fight all the time, you know, and
0: Chocolatito,
2: yeah, but, and that's the thing, though, but it's like, it's funny how things kind of work out now where, you know, we're starting to see these outlets where, where like, somebody like Chocolatito, maybe, like, a few years ago, wouldn't have been featured on the undercard of a, a Golovkin fight, no matter, like, how people thought, the, 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 the fight did on pay-per-view. I mean, I think what people got to remember when it comes to that, um, the numbers don't always tell the, the number of how many people actually watch, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, people stream and people, you know, they find a way to watch a fight, you know. So I, I think what they've been doing with him is featuring him with Golovkin because of the fact that they got somewhat of similar styles, or it's at least their approach um And, but yeah, man, I mean, look, if you go down the line, man, I mean, when I mean, he started as a pro, like, in, like, 05, and he's been just, he's been a, a busy fighter. I mean, figure, man, like, in 2014, he had, like, like, three, four fights, and then this year he had three fights, you know, and the thing is, that's the thing, like, with me, like, I like fighters who are busy, you know, because we've been too accustomed of, like, seeing these guys that are just fighting, like, once a year, and... And maybe or twice a year, but you know one of the fights it'll be like you know somewhat of a you know mediocre fight um but at the same time, man i mean you know this he he's regardless of that, just his skill wise he's a really good fighter <laughs> you know he he's a fun guy to watch um he does a lot of things right uh you know, and he's somewhat you know i, I you know we still want to see him fight whether he goes up to 115 or if you know they entertain that whole rigging down going to 118 fight <laughs> um i mean we we'll, we'll see what happens with him but i mean i, I agree with right Ryder Diamond. I mean he he's just a consistent fighter and you know he's just been very dominant and you know he he he's you know like a, you know what's his record 44-0, right? 38-9. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: I mean that, that's that says it all.
0: Well, there you have it. That's our list, pound for pound.
1: Um, you know, we was we was like three scientists, you know, uh, uh, in a lab, you know, breaking this down tonight, and we'll put out the list. Uh, Do you guys have this, Roberto? I'm sorry, real fast. Will you be able to put this list up later on this week? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So we'll put it up on Instagram. Our pound for pound list, just so people can, you know, uh, react to it. You know, um, let us know what your thoughts. Because I'm sure people are going to have differences of opinion. We, we we love the interaction. Please interact with us. Um, but uh, this was a really good show. We got a lot covered. Uh, we're we're really trying to figure out a way, and hopefully, we'll be able to get the show uh, put up on one of the uh, outlets like YouTube. Um, we're going to figure out some ways to just kind of break this down, so you know people can get a chance to listen to the podcast. Um, but we went over a lot, man. Uh, we had a really great year in boxing. Uh, we got some big things coming up for the boxing podcast. Um, I don't want to really reveal them yet, um, but you know we're 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 moving on to bigger and better things. Is all I'm going to say. And you know we're just beginning. You know we got a lot. We're going to be breaking down and discussing. Um, we're going. We're going to get back to having people on the show, um, uh, different guests and different trainers. Um, thankfully for us, uh, being in Philadelphia, we have access to a lot of fighters and trainers, so um, that's not a problem. And We also got some people that's friends of the show um, that we can just get on anytime we want. So we're just going to get back into that as well. Um, again, I want to thank everybody for supporting us. Um, we really, again, we 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 greatly appreciate it. Um, you know, this is kind of probably like our first year in a while that we've been as consistent as we've been, you know, just doing shows every week, man. I, and, we, you know, and that comes from having a thorough team. You know, shout out to Roberto, you know, who been holding the fort now some weeks when, you know, we couldn't get in here. And, you know, we're just fortunate to have a good team to, to do what we like to do and that talk about the sport of boxing. And we're looking forward to a big and better 2016. Um, Everybody, please be safe, uh, whatever it is you're going to do. I don't like preaching, but if you're going to drink, uh, try to find a party to hang out at. um, That's probably the best bet. Um, And Happy New Year to everybody, man. And um, Happy New Year to you, my brothers, Radada and Roberto. And, you know, we'll be back next Tuesday, man, right back at it like we never left. So that's our show for tonight, 2015 recap. This is Guard Your Girl Boxing. Hit us up at Guard Your Girl Boxing on Instagram. Hit my man Roberto Flack up, Roberto underscore Flack, on the the gram, as well as all other social media outlets out there. And uh, we'll see everybody
0: next Tuesday night at 930. Peace.